This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons, tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Shannon. Hello, Brother David. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing fine, thank you. Welcome back, everybody. We're how, are you, how are you? Oh, doing good. Family's doing good. Praise the Lord. Wonderful. What and do you think, then, to Mr. Trump? It looks like they're getting in, don't it? Well, I had no doubt that he would win uh, the Republican primaries. You know, there's not anybody... Uh, that can compete with him. Uh, now, I do like the Indian guy named Vivek. Do I have his name right? Um, yes. This guy is one smart dude. And he literally ripped um, that lady Haley to shreds and revealed who she was and what she stands for. I would hope that Trump would maybe pick him and tap him as uh, one of his cabinet members, maybe get RFK Jr., and there, then he'd have a winning team. But all that aside, you know, I believe that the last election was stolen uh, due to um, software backdoors, and uh, I'm not confident that we'll have a fair election this time. In fact, in summation, I don't think that the Sodomocrats are going to go quietly in the night. Uh, when communists take over, they don't just give up power and walk away, typically. They have to be forced out. And um, I I am predicting right now there's going to be a false flag between now and January, something to disrupt the election. And even if they have it, uh, they will probably steal it. So, you know, so much for that. Back to yeah, you. Uh, well, well, we'll see. We'll see. We've got the same problems in England. with problems everywhere, in the Israel, everywhere. Yeah, you know, I saw a YouTube video just yesterday uh, of a man who's a professional pianist. And he'll go over to, like, the train stations where they have a piano there in England and play it. Yes. And he was being filmed playing, and, you know, a great pianist. And a group of Chinese waving little tiny communist CCP flags got up behind him and got in the, the shot of the camera and said, oh, stop, we don't want to be filmed. And they begin to argue with him and shout and say, you know, take us off, you know, we don't want to be on your YouTube channel. They end up calling the police. Now, these are foreigners for the most part. I think there was one Chinese that said they were a British citizen. Whatever. And uh, I was looking at the police giving this guy a hard time. She said, uh, oh, you can't call them what you call them. He said, I just call them Chinese. That's what they are. And I called the flags that they're waving, communist flags. said, oh, you can't do that. Gave him a hard time. Um, yeah, it's getting stupid, isn't it? After a long while, he, he eventually got off and they walked away. But these were communist Chinese visiting England. They were probably uh, members of the CCP. Most of them are. 
you know, they usually hold rank and they infiltrate countries. And they were trying to tell a British citizen uh, what he can do. And he said, hey, this is a free country. I'm free here in a public space to film. You're not going to tell me what to do. If you don't like it, get out of my camera range. And what are they doing anyway in England with these little CCP China's, Chinese communist flags, Brother David? No idea. I've never seen any. What the hell is going on with our nations? You know, England, they'll persecute you, uh, throw you in jail if you speak out against homosexuality. Is that true? Yep. I mean, what about freedom of speech? How's everything suddenly become a hate crime? Well, freedom of speech, but you can't talk about that. In fact, now you can't. Um, they're making it. I've seen something on the news that it's illegal to call in the teachers to call a, um, um, in the pupils a boy or a girl. What are they? They're not a boy or they girl? They are just person. Brother, this is sickening. I don't know how teachers can even I know, it's handle just, that. It's, ridic- it's ridiculous, honestly. I often wonder, where would I like to live instead of England? And when I look around the world, I can't see anywhere really any better. But it's all bad and bad, isn't it? Sure is. What are they going to do with uh, English class and grammar books? Have to rewrite all those? Oh, yeah. Uh, so th- there'll be like a hundred pronouns now. Well, I don't know, Shannon, but I know this that uh, I can't find anywhere where I'm getting so disappointed with living in England. And but then I look around the world, and I said to my wife the other day, "Well, where else could you go? Where else can you go? It's it's the same everywhere. I'm going to tell problems. you something. There's wars everywhere, and problems everywhere, and it's just terrible." We'd be safer moving to some of these African nations. Even as a white man, and I say that with no prejudice, because there's some of those that have stood up and said, no, we will not pass laws making it legal for a man to marry a man. And then Obama... Yeah, one of those is Uganda. I think it was Uganda. And, you know, our State Department pressuring them, you know, we'll sanction you if you don't pass these laws and allow homosexual sex to be legalized. You know, I mean, this is sick. Brother, I'll tell you, I will never bring my children back to America to live. It's too far gone. At least the schools here in Bali, they're set back a couple decades. And I would be, uh, you know, I'd be shocked if the Muslims would allow it anyway to happen what has happened in American schools and all this transgenderism, transsexualism. But uh, this is as close as I can find to the schools that I grew up in when we didn't have to deal with all this. It's still safe over here for kids. And, and you know, that's sad to say. I can't bring them back to my own country because uh, of what the schools have become. And that's just one facet of society that has, you know, basically uh, devolved. What what do you think would happen if um, President Trump got in? What do you think would happen in Israel? Well, my advice to Trump is uh, do not hire his family to work for him again. Uh, I don't trust any of them. And look at all the people that were recommended to him. His cabinet members, every one of them stabbed him in the back. You know, yeah, if, I mean, what what do you think it would? How would he deal with the problems in Israel? I don't know. There for a minute there, they were trying to sit down and um, and cut a deal and divide up yeah. land for peace. Now, of course, the Palestinians wouldn't go for it, but uh, that was a deal breaker for me. Two things Trump did, and I had to drop him for a while, and that was when he wanted to divide land up over in Israel. And the second one is he appointed a homosexual cabinet member even though it was a temporary appointment. I said, you so know, I, I can't uh, that. would probably be worse than Biden then. No, I uh, I don't think he'd be worse than Biden. I mean, you, we do have to remember that he did recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. That was long overdue. And uh, I don't know uh, if he would try to push a peace treaty over there or not. I sure hope that he wouldn't do it. 
I think he's been the greatest friend that Israel's ever had of any president that we've had now in America. I mean, all of them could have made Jerusalem a capital, you know, 40 years ago. None of them did. Even Bush Jr. put pressure on Israel to give up Gaza. Now, you know, Gaza is in the word of God as being deeded to the tribe of Judah. It belongs to them. Mm. So are we going to agree with God or are we going to go with the majority out there which say Israel should be divided up? I'm going to go with God. So, I mean, do you think he's talking about uh, removing all the people out of America and sending them back to the nations that they came from? Do you think he would agree to do the same in Israel and send them all into the Sinai? Well, if you go back and look at history, uh, Jordan called itself Palestine and said, you know, we've got 60 or 70 percent of Palestinians there. What happened to that? Uh, if, if they you want could to send them to send them to Jordan, then send them to Jordan. If they don't want to live there peaceably, now there's people there that um, are Israeli citizens and they may be Palestinian, you know, Arab heritage, but uh, you know they're there to live in peace. But there's a lot of people that are not, and definitely when you get down to Hamas and Hezbollah, that are backed by Iran. They want to destroy Israel. And they want to take every last inch of land. You can't make a deal with terrorists. No, it's 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 just a mess, Shannon. And the world is getting worse and worse. But the Bible tells us this is going to happen. Oh yeah. And uh, we we have to do what we can for the kingdom and to preach the truth. And um, anyway, so I'm I'm pleased to be on here today. And we can't put the world to right like that. But at least we can lead people to the truth in Jesus for their spiritual life, can't we? Absolutely. You know, these these things must happen. I was just reading, uh, last point I'll make, I'll turn it over to you, is uh, Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And uh, Judas had come to betray him with the chief priest and the, and the, the palace guard, etc. And Peter uh, took his sword out and cut Malchus' ear off. And Jesus picked up his ear and put it back and told Peter, Put your sword back in. He that lives by the sword must die by the sword. But he says, you know, don't you know at any time I could ask my father and he could send 12 angels, 12 legions of angels? But nonetheless, this must happen for prophecy be fulfilled. And I was thinking about that today in context of end time prophecy. The book of Revelations has to be fulfilled. And as much as we want to delay it, and I do and others do, we don't want to see these things come to pass. It has to. There has to be conflict over there in Israel. The Word of God says there would be in these last days. Yeah. And those that burden themselves with Israel, you know, it would, it would be a, bur- a burdensome stone. Now, I stand with Israel unconditionally, and I always will. But uh, the fact remains, uh, you know, it's only going to get worse over there in America, around the world. We can't stop it. Judgment's coming. Tribulation's coming. Persecution of the saints is coming. War on the saints and... You know, it has to happen sooner or later. We can't stop it because Jesus is going to come back. And, uh, you know, we just got to occupy till he comes and uh, do the best we can with a great commission. And uh, my goal is to hang out as long as I can, endure to the end, and then uh, till the Lord takes me home or as I die as a martyr, whichever comes first. Yeah. Well, well, praise God. Amen. Yeah, well, my message today, Shannon, is... Um, I see a problem in England and throughout the nation, and I think that um, as a church we we don't see it as a bigger problem as what God does. But uh, um, I want to talk today about um, necromancy. Take it away, my friend. Do you want to open us in prayer? Yeah. The mic is yours. Yes, I will do. Yes. So, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that we can be here on this uh, program, Lord, and I pray, Father God, Lord, that I can expound a few things, Lord, and to uh, explain to people, Lord, um, how to be set free, Lord, and and uh, to look into the spiritual realm, Lord, and see what really is happening. Lord, we have nations that are falling away. We have nations that, uh, in churches, Lord, that don't know you, Lord, and that they have a form of godliness, Lord, 
But Father God, it's not your will, Lord. And uh, I pray, Father God, we shall all get back to the Word of God and uh, to look at the Word of God in, in sincerity of heart, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> right, I'm going to read some scriptures to begin with. I'm going to read uh, from Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 9. When you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall be not one found amongst you who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a sorcerer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. All these are an abomination to the Lord your God. And there he's talking about necromancy, a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. And I think, quite honestly, this is a far bigger problem throughout every nation and throughout the world than just a few lines in in the bible really we know every every word in the bible is uh, is um, important but i think we we don't focus enough on this sort of thing and what is happening and i'll read some more scripture to you it's in it's in um the victicus 19 verse 31 Give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them or to be defiled by them, for I am the Lord your God. Defiled, we're talking about being demonized by them. And then if we go to 20 verse 6, it says, And the person who turns to mediums and familiar spirits to prostitute himself with them, I will set my face against that person and cut him off from his people. And again in, uh, in verse 27, A man or a woman who is a medium who has familiar spirits shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them with stones, their blood shall be upon them. This is how it always was in the Old Testament. And then while we're talking about calling up the spirits of the dead, uh, I'm going to touch on other things as well. So we not just uh, spiritism, but I'm going to say other things that are connected to spiritism. And um, Leviticus 19 again, in verse 28, says, You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo any marks on you. I am the Lord, I am the Lord. Cuttings in your flesh for the dead, and nor tattoo any marks on you. So there's a connection with the dead. So we'll go back to that in a moment. And then in verse 20, chapter 21, verse 1, it says, None shall defile himself for the dead. And then in verse 11, it said, Nor shall he go near a dead body, nor defile himself for his father or his mother. So you see, when we're talking about spiritism and necromancy, and like on Ouija boards and familiar spirits and fortune telling, these sorts of things are, we're contacting the dead. Now, we're not contacting the dead person, we're contacting spirits that have been in people. Uh, that know all about the person. They may say, oh, we have your auntie here or something like this and everything is good on the other side, but it's, it's probably not the auntie or, or mother you're looking at, but it's the spirit that was in them that knows all about them. And this is, people are so deceived, they, don't, they think they're contacting their relative or something like that. Now, there's millions, millions and millions affected, especially in the UK. Whenever I minister, like we've just had a conference, we, we, we pick this problem up on every time. Now, this, this affected my life, and also my sister's life, and my mother's life, because my ancestors, they were involved in this type of stuff, and it wasn't, it was like, fortune telling uh, it was like um, table tipping that sort of stuff but it's still the same sort of thing and it's all about the spirits of the dead and uh, 
I, I was born um, with a problem. And one of the first things that happened to me when I was little, because I was a product of my mother and father, and, and they got contacts with the, the dead of their ancestors. And then when I was little, and I was only three years of age, uh, my mum had said to me, I want you to go and kiss your grandma when she's dead. So you don't dream about her, an old wives' tale. And I have to tell you, I was scared stiff. But it was that point, it wasn't my grandma, it was just like kissing a, um, sort of block of stone. And I was scared stiff. <clears throat> now the thing is this, the Bible is against you touching and kissing dead bodies. But there's, uh, whenever I go to ministry and deliverance and things like that, there's not many people talk about this. Then not many people see a big problem by having contact with dead bodies. But I've seen so many much deliverance and so many miracles when people have been set free. And people think, well, I don't do this, or I did it once when I was little, or when before I was a Christian. But let me tell you, if you've been in contact with any necromancy or, or dead person or the spirits of the dead it don't matter if it was 50 years ago i had one lady she had a problem for over 70 years and the, and the demon was still there so the thing is this that you you get contact through through touching and kissing of dead bodies and it's the same as calling up the spirits of the dead now i have had quite a few um interesting encounters with people that have been affected by this. Now, I, I can remember once I went to a <coughs> um, Assemblies of God um, meeting where there was many Assemblies of God pastors there. And somebody I knew was being ordained to be a pastor. And so I went just to see the ceremony or whatever. And they were having some food. And I got myself some food. But I, I didn't want to go chit-chatting with all the other pastors like a lot of them were doing. <clears throat> I just um, got some food and went and sat next to these two old ladies. And, uh, and I said to one lady, I said... Um, Hello, I said, are you a Christian? She said, yeah. I said, oh, how long have you been saved? She said, about a year. I said, oh, goodness me, you must have been a long ball in the world, but, but how do you feel now you're a Christian? Expecting a good response. And she said, do you really want to know? So I said, yeah. She said, I want to tell you my life is hell. I said, oh, I weren't expecting that. She said, I've got demons creeping all over me. I can feel them inside of me. I can feel them in here. I can feel them everywhere. And she said, I've told all these pastors in these churches, and they say, you can't have a problem at all. You're, you're a Christian now. You can't have no problem at all. And she said, but I can feel the problem. I can feel them all over me, creeping all over me. I said, well, I want to say that it's amazing that, that I'm sitting here next to you because I believe it. And I said, but <clears throat> we would normally pray for you, but I can't pray for you in this church because this church, the people don't believe. And so there's too much unbelief in this with all these pastors here. So I said, Are you, do you live locally? She said, yeah. So I said, well, when this meeting's over, we will come to your house, me and my friends, and then we'll pray for you in your house. Anyway, <clears throat> we did do, and uh, we happened to be in the house, and uh, I um, started to claim the protection of the blood of Jesus upon us, and in the room, and then suddenly out of this woman's vo mouth came a voice that says, no. I thought, goodness me, we've got a problem here. <laughs> and uh, and uh, my friend, he, he, was, he was scared stiff. And uh, so I said, well, hang on a minute, but I'm just going to go to the toilet because I'm going to be here a while, so I'll, I'll come back in a minute. Anyway, and then we came back to, to pray with her. And this lady was involved in something called transfiguration. 
uh, and it's when they, they become a spiritist medium and they invite the spirits to take over their life and they take over the very character of that spirit that they've invited uh, to be their guide to the dark world. And she got three such things of this. She got an, a red Indian, <coughs> which is usual for most of them. And then she got a, a, an old woman, and then she got a Chinaman. So to begin with, we started to pray and call out the, the spirit of the Red Indian. And she rose up on her feet, arms folded, and from about five foot three, she looked about six foot six. And we cast that demon out, and then that calmed down, and then up rose the old woman. And the face changed to like somebody about 110 years old or shrinkled up old woman. And we dealt with that demon and then that went and then her face changed into face of a Chinaman. And uh, she uh, blinky uh, small eyes and things like that and face looked just like a Chinese person. And, and we dealt with these three main spirits. And uh, it was a wonderful deliverance and that an eye-opener for most of us. But we, we dealt with this in this lady, and she was in the church, but the church said, oh, you can't have a problem. Now, she'd gone to the church, and she wanted to be set free because she was one of the leaders in the spiritist church there. But a lot of people don't understand it, and they don't understand the real problems today, the problems in the church. Now, I'm going to share one or two things to surprise some people, but that's a testament there. And then I used to sell flowers on the markets. Uh, I, I was a builder, and uh, I lost all interest in my building. And so my wife had a small nursery, and I went to sell flowers. And I was selling flowers on this market in Derby, which is not far from where we live. And uh, a lady come to buy some flowers. <coughs> Excuse me. And she said, can I have some flowers? So I said, yeah. And she said, oh, I want about eight bunches. And that was a lot for me for her to buy eight bunches. So I went to get the flowers. And and um, she said, uh, I um, told me which one she wanted. And I said, why do you want eight flowers? That's a lot. You must have a big house. She said, no, it's for the church. I said, oh, for the church. I said, well, if it's for the church, I'll give you one extra. Thinking I was doing good because I was giving it to the church. And then I said to her, after I promised that, I said, uh, which church is it? She said, it's the Spiritist Church. I thought, goodness me, I wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> Giving a free one. But anyway, I had to keep my word, so I gave her a free one, but it gave me opportunity to talk to her. And I said, have you not read this scripture in Deuteronomy and other scriptures? Well, it's all wrong. And she said, it can't be wrong, it can't be wrong. Is your Bible which is wrong? I said, no, I'm not wrong. She said, well, Jesus was a medium. I said, no, he wasn't. She said, he did spiritual things. I said, yeah, we weren't a medium. How can he be a medium when his word is against that medium? And they said, well, that word to you is wrong. I said, oh, so obviously I'm saying you're the one that's wrong. And I said, why can you say to me that I am wrong? She said, well, let me tell you, we've just had um, the head of the, the hospital in Derby. He was the uh, head surgeon in the hospital who got cancer. And it was incurable, and they couldn't cure him in the, in, in the hospital. But he's come to the, the uh, Spiritist Church, and he's been healed only through prayer in the Spiritist Church. Well, that shocked me. And I have to tell you, I went back to my stall afterwards and I just had a few tears because I thought, we don't even see this in the church. And yet they've had miracles like this from the devil in, in the Spiritist Church, yet we don't see it in miracles like this in the church. So I got really disappointed, really. And so God will lead me in different things. Well... <laughs> This lady, um, after that, um, another man came to me on the market there and he said, uh, um, I want you to um, 
pray that I can get in touch with my my mother. I said, why is she been is she not around here or something? He said, no, she's dead. I said, oh, she said, but I've been to the Spiritist Church and I'm seeking to forward in the Spiritist Church. I said, well, you shouldn't go there. I said, why, why do you need to go and see your mother? It's not your mother. If, if you find somebody, why do you want to go there? He said, because I want to make peace with her. I said, well, why didn't you make peace with her before she died? He said, I hated her. I said, well, why do you want to make peace with her now she's dead? If you hated her. So this sort of thing happened. And people, if you got to make peace with people now don't leave it till afterwards and anyway i couldn't do much for this man of course and then another time we had a man come all the way from denmark for prayer to my church and uh, he was having all sorts of problems and we were asking him a few things and and he come all the way from denmark or one one friday morning and he come to my church, and we, we met him in my church, and we prayed with him. And uh, within two minutes, it was dealt with, and ready to go back home. Because my wife had a word of knowledge. She said, have you ever touched a dead body? And she said, yeah, I kissed my grandmother. Well, we just cut him free from his grandmother. We command the spirits out of his grandmother uh, to come out of him, that come in from his grandmother. And then the man got set free, and he knew he was free. In fact, I went over to Denmark to do a conference. They were so happy with it. Now, the thing is this. It is the same thing. You're contacting the dead. Just like when people play on Ouija boards, it, it does work. And they're contacting evil spirits. They're contacting the dead spirits that have been in somebody. And that's all what they're contacting. Now, when I went to preach in Lithuania... <coughs> We had a great time in Lithuania, and I can remember going to the, uh, the prison. One, well, the prison, it was um, full of murderers, and there was a ringleader of the murderers. He was in there as well, and uh, everyone were murderers, and they were there for life. But I finished up leading everyone to Jesus except the ringleader, and I couldn't, I couldn't get him to accept Christ, but the others did. So I spoke to this guy and I said, you don't want to accept Christ? He said, no. I said, so are you going to make a decision now to accept the devil and to go to hell then? Are you going to make a decision to go to hell? Make a decision. You want to go to hell, let's agree that you go to hell. And he said, no, I'm not doing that. So I said, well, why won't you agree to go to heaven then? So after it, or then I finished up praying for him to get saved. And through this four days while I was ministering in Lithuania, I led 193 people to the Lord, and they were mainly all Catholics. Well, we went to a, a conference one Saturday afternoon, and after we'd finished this conference, um, they said, a lot of people said they were staying behind. So I said, why are you staying behind? We're going back to, to Vilnius, the capital. And she said, oh, we're going to meet up with the Catholic priest. He's going to bless what we've done today. I said, what do you mean you're going to the Catholic priest? I'll cut you free from Catholicism and all this necromancy, and now you're going to ask him to, to, to pray for you for what you've done. I said, that's crazy. Now, you see, the Catholics, they're, 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 you've got to understand they're into necromancy because they pray to the dead. They pray to the saints. The saints are dead. It's only, it's, it's necromancy. With Jesus in not dead, Jesus is alive we pray to somebody who's alive we don't pray to the dead and they pray to Mary and Mary's dead so it's still necromancy <clears throat> so whether you're involved in literary spiritism or whether you're involved in praying to the saints or prayers to Mary or whether you're touching dead bodies, you're still having contact with the dead and the Bible is a dead against this. The Bible is against this. 
and then people could have contact with the dead spirits through what they have in their house or what they wear. I mean, I've seen many people's houses set free by having uh, um, what they've got in their home, which drawed spiritual powers to their home. And one lady, she had a, um, a statue of a unicorn, which is a mythological being, so it represents a, a demon. And not until we got rid of that unicorn and prayed in the room did, the, did, did these poltergeists leave her house. And then the same with a man who had a, a statue of a Buddha. Uh, he got poltergeists in his house, and when we got rid of that, then no longer a problem with the poltergeists. Now, the Deuteronomy 7, uh, verse 25, says you shall burn their carved images in the fire with go- and, and all their gold in the fire. You should not cover it with silver or gold utters them and do not take it to yourself or you will be snared like it. So we see that. Now, this is all contacts with the dead. <coughs> now, in Deuteronomy 7 verse 25, it does say that, that uh, you shall burn their carved images in the, gold, uh, in the fire and do not call it silver or gold on them. Now, this where Shannon lives is, uh, um, is Hinduism as well as, as, um, as, well as uh, um, Muslim. Now, they, con- they contact the dead. They, they, they worship the dead and they contact the dead. They have many gods, right, which are not gods at all, and they contact them, and it's still the same. It's still, there's still the connection to necromancy. And, and in South America, uh, we have the problem there in, in a town in Brazil called Paratines and many other places in Brazil where they have these like, Day of the Dead. And in Mexico, they have the Day of the Dead. And also in the USA, they have the same again. Halloween, and in England, they have the same again. Now, I believe that we have a big problem in England with necromancy. Because even though you could say that I'm not a Republican, I'm a Royalist, I always believed our Queen was a good person, I'm not so much gone on the new king but anyway uh, I honour him because he's a king and and um, which is the right thing to do but the, I like the queen but the, the problem is in England we have uh, the coat of arms on every English passport you have the coat of arms and it shows a line on one side and uh, if you ever look at the English passport or, or the coat of arms of, of the king and queens, you'll see the, the uh, lion on one side and the unicorn on the other. Now, this was brought in by Queen Anne um, many, many years ago. She reigned for a while and she was a Catholic, but she had to... Um, I won't say she converted, I, I think she converted, yes, to to um, Protestant, but to honour her parents and honour the Catholic Church, she kept the unicorn on the coat of arms, and it's still on the, our passport today. It's still on everything that belongs to the royalty in this nation, and this is um, represents this spiritism because it was a she was a Catholic and this was a symbol uh, of the Catholics and uh, it's the same sort of thing calling up the spirits of the dead because it's a mythological being actually displayed on our passport and on my passport wherever I go this is because I'm a British citizen now we have so much problems in England and uh, many people are uh, affected by spiritism and we don't see how deep it is because we're all under it but when you until you can see what it really is and look at it then you can't see the problem because you're under it but we minister people in my conferences 
and we see people set free from this spiritual spiritism in everywhere we minister because it's a major problem in England. Now, I don't know which nation I'm talking to today, but I would say that you've all got some contact with spirit, spiritism, and I believe that it's a far bigger problem than just a few words that we read in the Bible, thinking, well, um, I don't call up the spirits of the dead, or I don't go into a seance, or things like that, but our, our old beings, our, our old lifestyles, and, and everything we hang on in our in our governments and things like that is we have we have the symbols and lots of times when people have got symbols they don't even know what the symbols represent now if you're listening in another country look at your symbols and find out what they represent but you'll probably find a lot of them have got some sort of contact to the dead and yet it's over your nation and it, it, like me it's on our passport and others it's in it's in the laws of the land and it's everywhere and we have this this credence to this spiritual powers and we're giving it credence and you know the bible says that in um i just read it uh, in exodus exodus 20 talking about the Ten Commandments, I just find it, it says, you shall not make for yourselves a carved image, anything of likeness of anything that is in heaven above, that is in the earth beneath, nor that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Now, for most people I were talking about, you said, well, I, I don't worship this. No, you probably don't. <laughs> you you still serve it because you 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 still got it. So you're giving it credence, as though it's a right to be there. And and this is what happened in England. She took over. This Queen Anne took over. Uh, she became the um, just before Elizabeth. I think it is. I'm not quite got the history dead right, but I think that's right. And then she became the Queen. And but they still kept that symbol. And that symbol is still right into the royal family, even as today, and on every British territory. And I guess it's also on many other places as well. Uh, you've probably got these sorts of things because if you look on people's the flags of nations, you'll see the symbols. It's just like it's just like in uh, in in Israel they have the six-pointed star, which is the, it's not the star of David. It is a symbol of Molech. It's the star of Satan that flies over Israel. So and that people that have had that. We've cast many demons out of people to be more that star, and and uh, we had to take it off and uh, break it, and we cast demons out, and we've seen many people set free, and a lot of people have got demons, spiritist demons that are uh, uh, ruling spirits over their nations that's got them in bondage, and sometimes they don't know they're in bondage, but they know they've got some sort of issues, they know they're not moving in the anointing and the power of God where God wants them to be and so I see that this spiritism is a far bigger problem than we we recognize and it's a big problem for the church throughout the nations and it needs to be called out it needs to be spoken of and it needs to people to to be prayed for because a lot of people are looking for answers for their life and they don't get answers they're still cursed they've still got problems still got the sicknesses and yet uh, they can't find out what it is now we minister in this area a lot i can't say we've got everything right but we uh, we minister in this area a lot and and come and speak about the spirits of the dead because the bible says you shall not touch a dead body or de be defiled or demonized by it so whether it be on a Ouija board or whether it be fortune telling or whether it be palmistry or whether it be calling straight calling up the dead spirits in a in a, a spiritual church or whether it be the symbols you got connected to the dead they've all got a problem and i could share lots more testimonies as well uh, we've seen people really set free when we dealt with these problems and uh, we had a lady once who came to the church and she said that uh, um, 
uh, she went to see a fortune teller and the fortune teller said your mum's on holiday she said yes she is she says you're coming back on friday he said no she's not she's coming back the following friday she said no she's not coming back this friday so she argued with this woman she said no she's not she's coming back the following week well the mother did come back that friday the fortune teller said but she came back in the coffin now, the fact of it is, she went to visit these people. And anybody who goes to visit a spiritist or, or a palmist or anything like that will not come away scot-free. You'll not get away free from it because you've opened yourself up. And so if there's people listening today looking for answers for your life, there may be something in your life, and I guess there's be loads of you, really, that have got some sort of contact to the dead that you've not really dealt with because it's a massive thing. I mean, I had my nephew, my nephew's um, wife, um, she she came to tell us she'd, uh, she'd gone to uh, see a fortune teller and uh, the fortune teller said to her, um, you're going to be the breadwinner before you're 20. And... Uh, so we tried to rebuke that. So she went to see another fortune teller, and the other fortune teller told exactly the same. And uh, my nephew's name was Stuart. And I thought, is Stuart going to die? What's she saying? Or is she cursed him, or is Stuart going to die? What is it? So we, we, me and my wife thought we'd better pray for Stuart. So we prayed for him, the Lord to protect him. Anyway, a year later, this wife was the breadwinner. Stuart didn't die, praise God, but she divorced him, and now she's the breadwinner. Now, whether she cursed her own marriage, I can't say. I do not know. But I know she didn't come off scot-free because she went to see a fortune teller. And I want to say that anybody who's listening who calls up the spirits of the dead will not get away from it scot-free. The devil has drawn you into it. So you need to seek somebody, Shannon or me or somebody else, and, and get prayer for it and be honest with yourself and repent of it and uh, get delivered. Because if you're looking for something, if you're looking for uh, a miracle or something or, or whatever, and uh, you probably need to be set free, well, you do need to be set free, and uh, allow Jesus to heal you and to bring you into the fullness of his spirit. So don't forget it, whether you, whether you be touching the dead bodies or kissing the dead bodies or calling up the spirits of the dead or wearing something or got something in the house that's got some sort of connection to the dead or whatever. Sometimes we have to burn things and destroy things and objects and that, what people got in the home because they belong to a spiritist. Some people buy jewellery and uh, they don't know what the problem with the jewellery is, but they find out afterwards that the jewellery belonged to the great-grandmother, and she was a spiritist, and yet they're reluctant to get rid of it. Well, I want to say, if that's you, if if you're reluctant to get rid of it, then, then you need to destroy it, because the Bible tells us we should not keep anything that's got any connection to the dead so i hope this is helpful to people to realize that spiritism has got a far more reaching consequences into people's lives in church lives and christians lives than we what we realize and god just said a few words about it but he means what he says and because there's many other scriptures we read and not read this the, we, we we leave it and we put it to the back of our minds but God's still the same right into Revelation because it says in the book of Revelation right on the last chapter there shall be not one found among you who uh, I'll just find it now uh, um but the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the sexual morals, or sorcerers, or idolaters, nor liars, serve their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. God will not have it. It's not, 
Heaven is for a prepared people. And if you've been involved in any of this, anybody listening to these programs, then find somebody to minister to you and get you get set free from that spirit of the dead, wherever you are. It's easy enough if you've all got a pastor or you've got a believer near you, ask them to pray with you, repent of it, and get set free from whatever it possibly can be that's got some sort of connection to the dead. In, in your life, in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. Amen. Amen. Powerful word tonight on necromancy. Speaking to the dead. Uh, Brother David, give out your contact information. How do people reach you in your ministry? How can they support the work? Well, they can support me with, I have a PayPal account and also a card account on my website, which is dwmmi.org, stands for David William Measures Ministries International.org. There you can give me a gift and it'll be most appreciated. On there you can pay for any of my books or DVDs you'll see for, for sale on my, um, on my site. Again, it is DW. D for David, W for Whiskey, M for uh, Ministries, David Measures, Ministries International. That's right, dwmmi.org. And then I have a church which is called Yesterday, Today and Forever Church. And we call it Yesterday, Today and Forever because we believe Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. And what he did 2,000 years ago, he can do today. So he's setting the people free today, he's saving them today, and he's healing them today. So if you're a person or you, you, you're looking for a miracle and you, somehow you feel this evading you, you don't know why, start to think about what I'm saying. Because if I've said something that's, you might say, well, it's only a, li- only a little thing. Let me tell you, the only a little thing, it could be a possibly a very big thing. We call it a little thing. God calls it a big thing because it's so big that God said anybody who in- gets involved in fortune, ten, or palmistry and all these sort of things shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven. It goes alongside of fornicators and adulterers and murderers as well. So it's important. So, and I believe it's there's thousands and millions of people with this problem. But we minister it every time we have our meetings and I do conferences once every three months. I've just finished one last week and the next one is going to be on the, I think it's the 11th of April in our church in Colville, Leicestershire. We'll keep posted and look on my website and you'll see it on my website, the flyer. Amen. Amen. My friend, would you like to close us in prayer? Great message. Thank you, Sean. Yes, let's call it necromancy, should we? Yes, sir. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for today's meeting. I pray, Father God, Lord, if Shannon's coming to the end of the meeting today, Lord, then I pray you'll bless him, Lord, and strengthen him, Lord, and I pray, Father God, you'll uh, any think he's giving out Lord I pray Father God you'll you'll just bless him and strengthen him in all those areas Lord Father God is on the front line I should bless this ministry and I pray Father God you'll bless everyone Lord who's listening today and I pray Father God that it could be an answer for some people's lives maybe everybody's but it will be for some people's lives so Father God help them Lord as they listen to this Lord I pray in Jesus name Amen. Amen. My friend, how about a fortnight from now? Would that work for you? Yeah, that'll do me, yes. Yeah. We'll see you then. I appreciate okay, you, Okay, Shannon. Love you. God, God bless you. God bless you. Love you. God bless you, Shannon. Thank you, my Bye friend. for now. Bye-bye. Folks, that was David Measures. We just completed a uh, three-show international broadcast. Elvis Newhart, Michael Cummins, and David Measures. We'll be back tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll have Frank Marzullo tonight, Doug Perry, and Speak My Word and more. Love you all. Go check out my website, omegamanradio.com. I've got all the shows uploaded through the the last one that we did. I'll get Brother David's up here this evening. And uh, you can get them all from my website, omegamanradio.com. If you like support the ministry, many options to do it there, and I want to thank all those that have. It's kept us going. Love you. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you.